There it is. Another song. I love that you don't tell me when you're hitting the record button because I really did almost because say, are we still testing? I'm not going to make it just like a big production where it's like everybody gather around and see. Here you know, we go. Now we have an like audience. The fire. We have an audience of a hundred looking at us uh -huh, right now. That's right. Yeah. We need to hit the applause button so everybody starts but that's a new, I'm going to try and do a new song every once in a while. Okay. You, could you recognize that one? No. That was kind of like the riff for um, Bob Marley's Steer It Up, Stir It Up. Oh, Steer It Up. Yeah, that was, you could have just started do it again. singing. Do it again. I'll do it again here. Steer it there up. <laughs> <laughs> Bravo. Let's not even let's not even do any uh, talking. Let's just do that. That's yeah. That reminds me I went to a, a reggae music festival a couple years ago with my best friend Alana. And <laughs> you know, like I, I don't have a, a big array or a big vast knowledge of reggae music. So I just thought, oh, it'll be cool. You know, like the headliners were Damien Marley and some of the other Marley family members. Yeah. But you know, reggae music isn't just obviously just Bob Marley style music. Yeah, and so it's very different. And some of it can be really interesting. Yeah, it's... <laughs> and I was a little out of place there because I just didn't... I wasn't expecting that kind of yeah, music. Yeah, they have that and they have like the reggae tone stuff. Yeah, yeah. And it's... Um, I don't know. I always... It's like when everybody asks you, you know, what kind of music you like and you say reggae, we're like, who do you like? Like every It's embarrassing to say Bob Marley. <laughs> can I say... All right, let's just take Bob Marley out of it. Uh, other than that, other than that, you know, there's other good ones. Um, Damien Marley. <laughs> Damien Marley. Ziggy Marley is another one. <laughs> <laughs> and Kimani Marley and there's a bunch of them I think he had like nine or ten kids I could be wrong he could be 11 or 12 I think it was like a lot though do you know my dermatologist told he had me a lot of baby mamas my too. dermatologist told me that he died from skin cancer from the on the bottom of his foot so there's a lot of actually conspiracy theories out there because I have a freckle on the bottom of my foot and my dermatologist always checks it because yeah. I go twice a year and he always tells me the same thing about Bob Marley. It's, it's, I've heard that. I've also heard it because he was a big soccer player too. Um, mm -hmm. So I also heard that like he got a cut, got infected, and then also there's some cancer stuff that happened too. Uh, another, a lot of people think it was the U.S. government um, or some other type Just of government. Just like Tupac, right? Yeah, They're yeah. still alive somewhere. But um, I don't know. I, I haven't investigated why Bob Marley died. But um, here's a big question. I always ask this question of people that was we talk about music. If Bob Marley did not die, and let's say the guy was still around, uh -huh. would he still be as... Uh, like a legend and that's one of them yeah album. would I he still so. be like that crazy yeah think I'm about sure. like like kurt cobain died early uh -huh. and like had like one or two albums out right and like he's now you know, he's a god the same thing Jimi hendrix like mm -hmm. amy winehouse here's the, here's the <laughs> it's true janice joplin I, amy winehouse i was never i never got into but um with with death does comes glory you think sometimes I which think is actually so. like this is like everything we're referencing now is all is all music because um Death and Glory is a song by The Clash. So, oh, but in death, that. does come does that, does glory come with that? I often find that sometimes Not after people me. die, we almost make them like yes. saints. It's like all their sins get erased. Yeah, why not? Right? Might I mean, as well. Right. Okay. <laughs> we're never going to talk about what a jerk they were. Yeah. Well, some people. <laughs> There's some true. really bad people. <laughs> um, yeah, but so that was that was Bob Marley. Um, I um, I have another one. You want to hear it? Yeah. This is funny. Um, Everybody is, out there that's listening the way, to the podcast is like, okay, I thought we were going to talk about health today. <laughs> I figured that this, this is the very beginning to a song that I guarantee you, if you're over the age of 35, you would never get. Okay. But if you... So you're really on the cusp there. You only got a few more years of knowing this let's see if I Let's see if I can do this one. Because <laughs> I did it and like I, um, I sent it to people and a couple of people got it, but it was um, it goes a little something like this. It was like... I don't know. I, I did it bad there. <laughs> but it was, it's the beginning. 
of Bubba Sparks' Deliverance. Oh, yeah. Da, 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 I've been da. traveling for <laughs> some time. That's a great song. <laughs> so I, I figured it out like really quickly, and I was like, oh, my gosh. And apparently there's another song called like Riptide. Mm-hmm. I don't know any of this, like Vance Joy. Yeah, that's a great song, It's actually song really too. easy to play. Um, so I was playing that for my sisters last night, and they loved it. But wow. Yeah, anyways. Look at you. Yeah. Everybody gather around the ukulele. Is everybody pretty sitting s- on your on the floor surrounding pretty you? Pretty soon I'm going to go on Noah tour. Noah on your knee. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go on tour. So, um yeah, so I actually, I was I was in... You were on a little bit of a tour. I was on a little bit of a tour. I did not bring my ukulele. When I got home yesterday, I told Gina, I was like, oh, I miss you so much. She was like, oh, thank you. I was like, I was talking to the ukulele. <laughs> um, you could have brought that and made some money on the subways. I could have. There uh, are some talented people. I didn't see any. Really? <laughs> any talented people or any musicians? <laughs> I, I didn't see either. Um, I don't I don't like to go to the subway. I went there one time and um, Wait, maybe a, we should tell people where you were so they don't think you're talking about the sandwich. We're shop. talking about su- yeah, we're talking about subway Jared, which that's bad stuff yeah. coming for him. Um, New York City. New York City. Is, do they have subways anywhere other places or no? I think it's just New York City has I mean, subways. they have metros I think in other cities. Oh, yeah. Chicago. Um, uh, I'm sure they Great do. Great transit system. But the um, the you were in the Big Apple. We were in the Big Apple. Took a big bite out of it. And so, um, so the subways, like I've not, I've only ridden them once, and it was wor- the worst thing ever. It was like years ago. I had a boss who wanted to go, and my boss was like the typical New Yorker who's always in a rush. And my experience was this: we got down there, he's like, "Run!" And I was like, "Why?" And he <laughs> said, "We're gonna miss it. The gate, like the like the doors closed to this, like to the mm-hmm. to the car or whatever the train, we ever call it." He literally opens them up with his hand. And this is a smaller guy. Opens them up. He's like, get in. He goes in first and it's starting to close. So I like run through and have a backpack on. It closes on my backpack. Oh my God. Everybody's yelling at me. And then like I literally had to kind of like pry it from behind because nobody would help me. And then um, then we got in there and he's like, oh, we almost, he's like, we almost missed it. I was like, that sucks. I don't (laughs) ever want to do that again. It's very stressful. When I was visiting my sister in New York in May, obviously she lives she lived in East Williamsburg area, so we would take the, the L train to get into the city. And I'm sure after a while, of course, like anything, if you live somewhere, you get really used to it. But it's really scary when you're not familiar and everybody's moving so fast and everybody's cramming in. And how do yeah. you know which way you're going? I mean, I'm very bad with directions. So I find the subway system to be amazing. I wish that I didn't always have to drive living in South Florida. But it's also kind of stressful at times. You know, it... Yeah, it sucks. Um, so... Um, Ralph, who works for us here at the Alternative Daily, actually picked me up there, but it was awesome. Ralph was great. He has a car. He has got a car. <laughs> he lives in Queens. He lives in Queens, but he's got a car, um, and it's um, it, and I, I'm not a car guy at all, but it's like he make it's it's de- got dents all over it, and so <laughs> the the um, I guess the side view mirror is like taped on and everything. And Ralph, Ralph is it's not like he's like a dirt ball, right? No, it's just not that at all. He was like. There's no point in me getting a nice car when it's just literally going to get dented up. That's like me in South Beach. Somebody um, hit my car the other day. Oh, what I can mean, you do? It's terrible. And so, but driving in and out of that place, literally from the airport, from LaGuardia um, to like where I was staying in, in Times Square. Um, yes. Oh, you're a rookie. Was, um, it's literally, I think it's like literally like six or seven miles, like from a mileage standpoint, it's not crazy. And so when he put it in GPS, I looked and I was like six or seven miles. Like it's awesome. And then it said something like, you know, 45 minutes. Yeah. And I was like, what? Which is crazy. So, yeah. um, and it's scary being on the roads there, how it's two lanes, but cars are coming out no from lanes. everywhere. There's yeah. no lanes. And yeah. so it's like the whole like beeping, starting, stopping and starting. Um, everybody's cutting in front I of get, you. Like I get car sick. I can't stand like literally like when I, when I go in the cabs, I don't sit in the back seat. I have to sit in the front seat with the, and I always have to ask them, can I sit in the front seat? Cause I get car sick. Um, but it's, excuse me, sir, do you have an extra beaded seat cushion? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's not, it's not the way I like to travel. So other people say, you know, once you take the train, if you don't like 
like that, but I just don't go often. So if you live in New York City and you listen, awesome. Good for you. You're um, a much stronger man. person than we are. I don't know, but really good food. Um, really good Great food. food. I, uh, I want to give a shout out to, we um, ate at a place yesterday called Bear Burger. B-A-R-E Burger. Um, I actually found it. I was venturing out of the hotel that's literally in the middle of Times Square. And were you aware of what a mistake that was? <laughs> there was I had some meetings that were around there. and Okay. It, I'll never do it again. Um, but I was, um, I ventured out. There's a Starbucks at the bottom of this one hotel and it was packed so i was like let me just i was like i know for sure i can stumble upon another starbucks if i just walk around so i walked out of out <laughs> of Times square and um stumbled upon this got my starbucks and i saw this place called bear burger and um, it was like an organic you know burger place and i was like this is awesome but it was only like nine o'clock so mm-hmm. i couldn't eat burger at that point they weren't open um so but <laughs> ralph was coming you know was coming to meet me and everything so we decided that we we're going to try that place for lunch we weren't going to go to tgf fridays in times square oh that's too bad <laughs> uh, but we went there and um I, for the first time i had an elk burger they have they have elk burgers they had duck burgers i've never had duck but i, I didn't duck. know that you could actually put it into a burger i'm a big fan of duck um they had duck burgers then here you regular grass-fed beef burgers they had bison burgers and everything so I asked the guy, I was like, you know what? I've never had elk. What's it taste like? And this guy like definitely knew what he was talking about. You could tell a little, like, a little bit of a hipster had kind of mm-hmm. like those thick framed glasses and kind of like stylish hair. <laughs> Looked like it was a mess, but he probably spent 20 spent minutes, 20 minutes to get that way. <laughs> and he was like, oh, elk's awesome. He's like, you know, it starts off with a medium, medium flavor in your mouth and ends with like a sweet finish. I'm wow. like, oh my God. He was like, it's really good if you have like a blue cheese, and maybe a little piece of bacon and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, here's what we're going to do. I want the elk burger. You make it how you would eat it. Nice. Just no tomatoes because I don't like tomatoes on my thing. And so, so made so made the burger. Um, and they also do um, uh, like uh, pickle appetizers. I'm big on pickles. Yeah, I love I pickles. Love pickles. Too. So they did like a we had like a dill pickle big old jar, and then we had like a um, spicy pickle jar. How fun! It was awesome. It was really really cool. That's really cool. And so um, so Ralph and I sat there and ate and had a really you know really good time. And that was before I left. Um, they had an organic Bloody Mary mix. Yeah. So let me try it. So I tried that. It was delicious. Look at you having a good time. Oh yeah, we with know, your cheat meal. Went in went in Rome. It actually was and I know you said cheat not cheap, but it actually wasn't that expensive um, for for all of that. I mean, like burgers were literally like six or seven bucks. Yeah, that's great. And you're great. literally like three streets down from Times Square. So, that's great. Um, it was really, really cool. So, but um, but during that, it's funny, which is actually we want to get into our first topic. And we forgot again before we get into our first topic, we're giving away something today. Oh my gosh. Why do we always do this? <laughs> you no, know, it's the ukulele. The ukulele. The ukulele takes us apart. So before we get into our first topic, um, today we actually will be giving away a Cuisinart stand-up mixer. Stand mixer? What stand do you call it? mixer. Yeah, this this is, is a really big deal. Yeah, this is... I guess this is like number one on all like the uh, like the wedding searches, and yeah, everybody wants one when they're getting married. Yeah, um, so we're gonna give them away. I, I think they come in different colors. Mm-hmm. You can even pick your color if you win. Oh, that's cool. Yes. Um, so we are gonna give you guys somebody out there. One person is going to win a Cuisinart stand mixer. We will talk more about that in a little bit on our podcast, yep. and we will also announce. We're the making winner. you listen to us. That's for right. A little bit. Well, you're gonna really win if you do, and we're also gonna announce the winner of our Vitamix giveaway. That's right. These giveaways ways are just getting better and better and better that's right you're a really nice guy i can't wait for christmas oh for christmas (laughs) yes we're just gonna give away uh, i'm talking about for myself (laughs) i'm gonna start a registry 
Um, but yeah, but in, speaking of registry, like the the Cuisinart stand up mixers mm-hmm. or whatever they are, um, are actually like the number one on all the registries and everything. And you know, obviously with the Alternative Daily, we talk about health and food and cooking. And what more do you need in your kitchen? You obviously need some things. That's others, right. but the the they're they're great. They stand on your countertops. Oh yeah. You don't like some people put them away. Some people keep them out because they are awesome looking. Um, so and it's great. I mean, if you love to bake at all or do anything like make any of your own homemade desserts and such, having a stand mixer like this really is a game changer. And we'll talk about my favorite baked good when we go into that. Um, but getting back to it. Um, so Ralph, Speaking of baked goods, here's so, a hard so, left. So we, we've, <laughs> we've talked about Ralph um, before on this podcast, and Ralph, is, Ralph has worked with at the Alternative Daily for you know four years now. Um, and He's Ra- literally one of my favorite people. Ralph is, Ralph is your typical... He's tip- amazing. Ralph is your typical... Um, and there's a point. We're just not just talking about somebody. Uh, Ralph is your typical you know, Italian New Yorker. New Yorker, right? You know, Ralph you know, comes from pasta and pizza every night background and so when ralph started working for us you know ralph was smoking ralph was mm-hmm. he was living in manhattan so ralph was smoking ralph was out every single night um you know he would tell you he was overweight you know obviously he wasn't the healthiest of people uh, you know definitely you know actually wore actually i don't think he's gonna make a big deal about this you know wore kind of like the sleep apnea masks and stuff like mm-hmm. that snore just had like a bunch of just different health problems and so started working through us and i, I i'm a very non-confrontational person i will never tell you to change your life, you know, it's all if you got to be open to it. So Ralph was, you know, with working for us for years, you know, kind of started reading everything, and Susan actually put him on a very nice. He asked Susan, you know, hey, can I change up, you know, Susan's my, who's their main content director here. Um, what should I be eating? What should I be doing? And so put him on a, you know, a regimen. And so he started cleaning up his food, um, started doing some healthy shakes during the day. But in addition to that, Ralph has also started doing exercising. And he, funny enough, he's the one that actually got me onto doing my little kind of like beach body T25 workouts. So I, so Ralph is like, I so said, go back to it. So Ralph is like your big Italian teddy bear, right? You know, he's just like that guy. You just, he just gives nice warm hugs, he's great. right? And so, but, but Ralph was always bigger. And so I, so I come into the airport, so I'm texting him and everything. And I haven't so seen, wait, the last time we saw Ralph was back in yeah, April. Like April, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so Ralph was picking me up at the airport. And so I, ca- I came in and he told me to meet him at gate or whatever the baggage claim was. And so I was walking, 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 couldn't find him, couldn't find him. So I called him. He was literally like 15 feet in front of me. <laughs> I could not recognize him. That's amazing. Ralph looks awesome. Like he looks skinny. He's like, I, I even told him, I was like, you, I, I was probably awkward because I was, I, he, may, he maybe thought I was coming on to him, but I was like, you look really good. You look really skinny. And so it was really good. So, so during this meal, we're starting talking about my last meal in New York. Everything and Ralph was saying how, and this is actually going into a topic here. But Ralph was saying how, you know, he just he just hasn't hit his goal yet. He hasn't hit his goal yet, and you know, it's just gonna be tough. He just got to get down to 190. And I'm sharing some things that I'm sure he's fine with. Um, and he's you know at 205 now. Just needs to get down to 190. And I'm and so I kept looking at him and I was like, what is it about the 190 thing, right? It's not so much that you just want to weigh in 190. You just want to feel good. And so he was like, yeah, he's like, but, you know, my buddies, they all, you know, ask, you know, what are you weighing? You know, what is this thing? You know, some guy's saying, you know, 185 and 195. He's like, and those numbers sound good. And I'm like, Ralph, you need to get off of that. And so I, so, and it's something you and I have talked about, Mm -hmm. which is kind of like that, that weight loss factor versus just, you know, looking Looking and feeling good and all these different types of things. So. I was asking him questions. I was like, and he was like, you're getting passionate now. I'm like, yeah, as I'm eating a burger, you know, right then. I was like, absolutely. I was like, because you look good. 
You tell me you feel good. You're not smoking. You're not living kind of this crazy life. I was like, you know what? What, what is this whole number about? Because when you talk to Ralph, it's always like, well, when I get down to 190, I'm going to do X. I was like, why are we waiting for that, right? And so it's just kind of like it brings in, the, and it was actually a topic that somebody, you know, had sent, it, sent us in. So says, you know what? They're working out all the time or they're running all the time. Mm-hmm. They're doing all these different things, but they still haven't hit like their weight loss goals and stuff like that. And it all depends on like the exercises and workouts you're doing. So Ralph is doing a lot of, it's like, it's kind of like the T25s are kind of like a cardio weight type of mm-hmm. thing. So, so he's not just like out there running just to drop weight. And so he kept saying, he was like, he's got down to 203, but now he's at 207 and the 207 numbers are scaring him. So I was, you know, I was saying that 207 is not fat. You've been actually putting on, you know, muscle and it weighs, you know, it, it definitely, it's heavy, but you don't feel it. You know, it, it, it's, you're actually skinnier, you're skinnier now than you were. You just weigh more. And so we were starting to talk about it. And I know this is something that you would, you were talking about earlier, you know, a couple podcasts ago, which was you actually weigh more now oh, yeah. than you did in college. And of course you don't look like you're, you know. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I mean, you know, I'm the kind of person just for myself. And I know that I've talked about this probably ad nauseum on the podcast before, but I love to work out. I'm wearing my workout clothes now because I figured if I dressed in them this morning, then I'd be motivated to go to the gym when I left here. But I, I've been working out for a couple of years now and pretty continuously. And I've noticed that, especially in the past year and a half, I have put on a little bit more weight. And I've never been somebody that lives by a number on the scale. Sure. But yeah, I mean, from co- based on how much I weighed in college, I mean, I'm probably 15 pounds heavier. Yeah. But I look better. I'm about the same size overall. And I just overall, I'm more confident even just in how I look and I can fit into things. And so it's really interesting because I think a lot of times people, especially when they're new to losing weight or when they are, you know, driven by a certain number and then you start building lean muscle and you start noticing that maybe you're eating more because you're working out more. You know, there's all these factors that like we're almost conditioned to think, okay, I have to add a certain number and I have to watch what I eat and I have to do this and I have to do this. But I mean, for me, I mean, I have a huge breakfast every day and I work out every day. I step on the scale and sometimes that's, you know, a little bit higher or lower. And I don't really let that, I judge my barometer is certain clothes that I have, right. how they fit, how I look. Now, do you in fit into are your clothes smaller now than they were when you were in college? My or? clothes are about the same, about the same, about the same size. Right. So for me, I mean, I but you're fifty I'm, pounds heavier, which you exactly. know, for somebody like Ralph, that makes him like kind of because they think fifteen pounds heavier, they think it's gonna be a much I gotta lose, size. you know, fifteen more pounds. No, right. no, I'm pretty much the same size, maybe a little bit of a bigger size than I was when I was in college. I graduated seven years ago, yeah. so it's like to be the same size as I was, you know, right when yeah. I was twenty-one. Is I'm pretty happy with that. So what I was telling Ralph too was that you know I look at this from a couple different angles. One is if you're just going by the scale, right? Those are for people that are just dieting and not doing any type of exercise. And there are some people that, you know, I always think you should do some movement and something, some active things, but some people just decide they're going to go on like one of these crash diets and they lose 30, 40 pounds, which is great. Awesome. But they need to keep that up and you know, start being more active. But I was saying, I was telling Ralph, if you're just doing weight loss, if you're just doing crash diets, that's when you look at the scale. Not that I'm promoting that at all, but that's when people just start looking at the scale. That's not what he's doing. He's eating healthy and he's, he's eating sustainably healthy, mm-hmm. meaning like it's not something just like he's just drinking, you know, cayenne pepper water every day. <laughs> so he's just, he's, he's eating healthily. Uh, more healthy than he was before and he's doing exercises so he's doing all the right things and he just needs to stop looking at the scale because this is looking at the scale is not for the lifestyle that he is is working out and eating for right now so 
And then it, it kind of was bringing up the other topic of, you know, the one question we had, which was somebody who was saying that they were running, you know, a big runner. They were running marathons and triathlons, but still had a little bit of kind of like belly fat and still had a little bit of excess fat. And they're saying, you know, at what point um, does exercising actually, you know, make you fatter and increase, you know, um, and increase the, you know, the fat content in your body? Well, it's not necessarily that for some people. It's, you know, it's that when you're doing running and you're doing, you know, stuff like really high, heavy cardio intense just like when i talk about cardio here i'm talking about like running biking mm-hmm. something stuff like that which is all good you know there's not a lot of muscle building and muscle toning go so yeah, I, when i you know drive down you know kind of like the beach road i see a lot of people running but they're not toned and i was the same way i ran for two years straight and mm-hmm. i lost weight but i was never toned up so in order to tone up and in order to lose some of that you know the belly fat or some excess you know is what you know some ladies call bat wings i don't know if you're allowed to say that but That's you know okay. but you know excess fat other places you're not going to get rid of that from running you actually got to work it out through some different you know Core exercises, right? Core exercises, body weight exercises, lifting weight at the gym. Yeah. yeah. So it's so it's if you're continuing to run, you're not losing weight, you're not getting the results you have. I'm not telling you to quit running. I'm just saying maybe you should look about doing exactly what Megan said, which is more body weight, more core exercises. Yeah. Think about taking a yoga class or after your run, if you're not too wiped out or even tapering back your run to stop and, you know, do 50 squats and some push-ups. you know, that would be great. Even because any sort of exercise, whatever it is, after a while, it can get really, really boring. I mean, I'm sure everybody out there can agree. I mean, I have to mix it up every day that I go to the gym because you know, I don't love, oh my God, I don't wake up in the morning going, oh my God, I'm so excited. I can't wait to go to the gym. Uh, I'm always the person that's like so excited after like, okay, yes. this is done. The rest yes. of my day can go to hell because at least I worked Are out Are you today. still working out for two hours a day? I work out for like an hour and a half. Oh my God. So, yeah. yeah I, well, I have the time to, uh, you know, so that's what I try to do. Not every day, but I, I try to. So, you now know. you're just hanging around talking to people by the water Yeah, with like the towel <laughs> over my shoulder with my sports bra on. Yeah, right. No, not at all. I, um. I find, though, that something like running, let's say, or something like biking, or if you're swimming a lot, think about doing something that would counter that, that would actually help improve your running. So my my boyfriend's mom, she's in great, great shape. I mean, she just looks amazing. And she's a really big runner. And for about a year now or so, she's actually started getting into some yoga as well. And she's found that not only is she getting and building a little bit of muscle and toning, but it's making it better for her when she runs. And they'll tell you that even people that train for triathlons and stuff, go into the gym and lift a little bit of weight. You'll build bigger leg muscles. You'll build bigger arm muscles. Your core will be stronger. Then you're running and you've got more endurance and all of that. So I think that finding that healthy balance, and again, in my opinion, truly, Use your clothes, use measurements more than using a number on the scale because it can be scary. Even in the beginning, if you start lifting weight, your muscles in your body actually swell a little bit because they retain some water. So when I first started lifting heavier weight, when my boyfriend was like, okay, you know, you don't need five pound weights, you're stronger than that, start lifting weight. I was getting upset, like, oh my God, you know, like I'm gonna be, I'm gonna look like a man, I'm getting so (laughs) puffy. And then after a couple of weeks, your body loses that yeah, sort yeah. of stop. It stops hanging on to all that water and stuff. And then you lean out and you're like, okay, there you go. And now I'm like towel over my shoulder, flexing <laughs> in front of the muscles. Like who's bad? Who's bad? You are too. Three. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Kind of. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So Megan actually on Instagram, well, sometimes she posts videos and pictures of her working out. So make sure you check those. Yeah. Out. That's at the alternative. That's what she does. Daily. She has a headband on. Just looking in the mirrors, doing bicep curls. I'm like, Oh yeah. <laughs> Protein powder. <laughs> um, yeah. So Ralph, stop looking at the scale. 
and continue to eat healthy and continue to do your workouts. Oh, here's the other thing I do want to kind of, <laughs> so the question Ralph had was, he's like, here's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking maybe I should just stop working out for two weeks, throw my body into shock, and then maybe after that, it's going to go into hyper like fat burning mode. I was like, Ralph, where's the science behind that? What are you talking about right now? And he was like, you know, he was like, you know, throwing your body into shock. I was like, some people you know, talk about like the intermittent fasting and stuff like that, but just not doing anything active for two weeks and then doing it again is not, no, no, that's just, you just think it's a good idea. So Ralph, keep working out, you know, as you're doing and keep eating healthily and stop looking at the scale. You look good. I'm sure you already look great. All right. So moving on from there, this actually does sort of go with the health topics of losing weight and eating right. We wanted to talk today about all different sorts of sugars. Now, whatever kind of diet you have, if you are on a diet or just in general, most of us are aware that sugar is this horrible thing. Everybody needs to avoid sugar. You know, the white powder is the evil powder. And obviously that's a bit dramatic, I know. But even myself, you know, I don't really have a sweet tooth and sure. I don't talk about that. So I would say in a day, I don't consume, oh, I don't consume a lot of sugar. But what's interesting is that we don't even realize things like bread right. have sugar, pastas. So Sugar is so much a part of just what's in our foods these days. Right. And so we wanted to tell a little bit, talk a little bit about alternative sugars and also what we think because of having incredible PR and marketing teams out there, what is good might right. actually kind of be worse. Absolutely. Oh, that's a very good lead in. Look at right? that. <laughs> like you <can> <laughs> now you have to strum the ukulele. Don't do yeah. that. <laughs> like work for like CNN or a local like news team. Like <laughs> very good lead in. No, the, um, absolutely. You know, the, the, I was never concerned about sugar before. Like I actually don't like, I don't have a sugar, like a sweet tooth either. So I was never one to like eat cookies and everything. Um, but I do drink things that say like coffee, right. And mm-hmm. tea, um, and of course, you're talking about breads and stuff. So breads, you know, I, if you don't know by now, you know, you should know that, you know, it, the breads aren't actually helping you, uh, you know, and they definitely have sugars in them. So if you are eating a lot of bread and you want to lose some weight or you want to feel better, stop eating bread. You're and like, even gluten-free though. Sorry to interrupt. But yeah, absolutely. People, some people think that like, oh, switching to a gluten-free diet, there's a lot of sugars lot of found sugar. in yeah, gluten-free and a, and, products. And, that's, and it goes into the kind of the marketing of it too, which is, you know, people will slap gluten-free on anything now, right? And people that like me, I don't have celiacs, but I might see gluten-free and think, oh, well, I should go with that one. It's probably yeah. better for me. I mean, there's like popsicles at Whole Foods and they'll say, <laughs> you know, gluten-free. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, like my ukulele might also be gluten gluten free but you know it doesn't mean i should eat it um so there's a lot of things that you know that are that you need to be careful even though it says gluten free and especially here's another one sugar free you know if things Ugh. say sugar free that doesn't necessarily mean good and healthy right you're almost better with a sugar in my opinion i actually look at that so here's i always like to give real life examples right so let's say you have a cup of coffee and you have, you're presented with three different sources of sweetener and here in this kind of i always like to play this again, and you have to do it or something bad happens, gun to right? your head gun to your head you have to drink you have to eat one of the sugars and you have splenda you have you know equal and then you also have just have like white sugar i go with the white sugar. absolutely i always with the white i mean sugar. because the white sugar's just got one ingredient in it right um the other you know the other stuff with the aspartame and the sucralose and you know and the saccharides and all that type of stuff you know it's um or saccharin, I'm sorry. It's, you know, it, it's, I'd rather just go with the white sugar. Now, I'm not pouring tons of it in there, um, but that's what I'm using. Mm-hmm. Um, however, for, for sweeteners, for coffees, and and, um, and even some baking and stuff like that, too, um, I always just tend to go with just, 
you know, I'll go, I'll, if I can, I get organic. Now here's something to also think too is, you know, organic, you'll see like organic cane sugar or like mm-hmm. pure cane sugar. It's still sugar, right? It's still not the best, right? Um, but do, you know, you should be looking for, uh, and I know that we actually have a kind of a list here that we want to talk about, you know, the, um, if you have to have some type of sweetener, you know, Go for the pure cane sugar. Go for the make if you can do it organic, great. Um, like we have, like when we bake or when I do some different um, uh, marinades and stuff, mm-hmm. and I will use a sweetener occasionally in there. I'll use, you know, I actually have organic brown sugar, organic cane sugar, um, the turbinado sugar. You know, it's one of those things where it sounds like it'd be really good. It's still sugar, and that's what we always <laughs> just got to be careful of. Yeah. Um, so the best ones, the best sweeteners, if we're going to use them, honey. Obviously, we talk a lot about that on the Alternative Daily, um, and I and local honey if you can, because and then you're actually providing your body some benefits. To, you know, it, there is some. You know, obviously, you know, the sugars in honey aren't necessarily great, but your body does actually store them differently. However, you know, there's definitely some benefits for having local honey. Um, coconut sugar um, is one that I also use too for coffees and teas. Um, Yep, coconut sugar right there, and uh, you know I think you get it at Whole Foods and wherever it is, like a big canister. Is, yeah, you, you know, have the like coconut sugar yeah. and the coconut crystal. I really, I really like those, um, and these are all actually you know low glycemic sugars as well too. So I like those. Um, the ones that I typically stay away from, and I've you know obviously mentioned the aspartame and mm-hmm. all that good stuff. And it's funny I always talk about like you know the, the worst things ever. If you're looking at diet Coke versus Coke, gun <laughs> to your head, which one are you going to drink? I mean, drink the Coke. Is I would what you drink the, the Coke. Coke. Yep. Um, but you know, even though the more, it's got more calories, you know, but we're not counting calories here. Um, so, but there are some bad ones, um, and one of the top bad ones is agave nectar, like which a, is so interesting because yeah. it's marketed as being this healthy, oh, safe because it's, so, it's, it's, it's natural, all natural sugar replacement. And as it turns out, agave nectar is really, really bad now. For those of you who don't know, agave nectar is from the blue agave, which is an exotic plant. It's actually found in Mexico, and it grows in this rich volcanic soil. So it's really, really nutrient-dense soil that you know grows these blue agave plants. But what happens is when it becomes processed and broken down, it actually is really, really comparable to high fructose corn syrup. Now, right. we've talked about high, fruco- high fructose corn syrup. Excuse me, try saying that three times fast. That is something that is found in a lot of terrible foods and a lot of processings that we tell you guys to avoid. And that right there alone leads to a lot of certain cancers, high uh, blood pressure, heart disease, type 2 diabetes. We really, really, really encourage you guys to stay away from high fructose corn syrup. But what's interesting is the marketing, and that's sort of what we see a lot of, even certain things like when we're talking about gluten-free, agave has this incredible PR and marketing team behind it that wants you to believe that consuming something like an all-natural sugar is better. But the problem is the way that the body breaks it down is not good. That's why you're always better off going for one of the more natural ones, just like even regular white sugar is better for you than agave. Or you should say is less worse for you. Yeah, is less (laughs) worse for you. That's true. Gun to your head. Things that um, negative health effects, actually, I'm just going to tell you a couple here. And this was an article that I pulled from our website, thealternativedaily.com. Things that high fructose corn syrup and agave nectar actually lead to include heart disease, type 2 diabetes, metabolic syndrome, increased abdominal fat, liver and kidney disease. So there's a lot of things that 
just alone that we, and that's not something that we're saying, oh, we're alternative. These are things that we assume. These are things that are actually done and tested that people are finding out across the board with a variety of health issues. And again, it's because the way the body metabolizes it is very, very different than glucose. It's broken down in the liver actually like alcohol. So it even has a lot of the same side effects as chronic alcohol use does. Mm. And that's why you get that famous, you know, that beer gut or that sugar belly from things like agave. So I would say same thing as Jake, especially a lot of times agave is not around. And it's funny if you've ever seen like a bottle of agave in yeah, like the stores, it, it looks pretty it too. Looks pretty. They've they got the picture the of the plant on yeah. it. It looks so nice. You think, yeah. oh, it must be all natural, but no, it's not. So yes. the next time you're at a diner or a restaurant, you get coffee or something and you see that little white packet of sugar next to the pink packet and the blue packet of equal and if all If you that. have a gun to your head. If you have a gun to your head, because I'm always going to suggest, you know, no, drinking it yeah, don't even black. Touch yeah. It, yeah. But if you have to, have to, have to have some sugar, and there are no healthy alternatives like coconut sugar or even again like raw organic cane sugar which is a better example if you have to pick go for the regular white sugar and you know even brown sugar i use brown sugar sometimes too but as it turns out you know really the only thing that commercial brown sugar is is actually just refined white sugar with some molasses added to it so it's not necessarily better or worse for you than the white sugar but Really, because there want- definitely are health benefits of molasses. Too. Oh yeah, I mean, absolutely. If, if you, that's actually a good, uh, you know, another good um, alternative sweetener too is molasses. If you actually want to do it, I mean, it's thick. I mean, mm-hmm. it's thick, but um, some people actually put that in their coffee and their teas. Yeah, well, I mean, if it's hot, I suppose. Black you could stra- just I think mix it's blackstrap it molasses is is the good stuff. Um, but yeah, the um, the one other, the one good thing that comes from the agave plant we all know is tequila. Yeah, which actually is. It, it, it's one it, of the better alcohol. It's, the one of the, for it's you. actually one of the better alcohol. Maybe not for you. your social life or your behavior. Uh, yeah, you take a sip and you want to fight somebody immediately. Uh, but I, no, I just sh- want to like dance on things. Oh, you d- you dance? <laughs> That's funny. Um, the Jake's uh, like shots around. Uh, yeah, let's see. We're gonna we're gonna take some shots now. Um, I've actually started tasting a little bit, like getting more of a palate for tequila. Okay. So here's fun. Here's a fun little fact that I learned mm-hmm. a couple months ago. So I was like, eh, if I'm gonna have some drinks, like what is like the best one? So we, you know, tequila is a really good one. And so I actually went to Total Wine and was talking to somebody there and the guy said, you know, what are you looking for? I was like, tequila. And he was like <laughs> he was like, I'm glad you asked because he's like that's my picture right there. And he's like, his picture's like on that all the tequila stuff. Oh my like, gosh. He's How like, cool to be a tequila expert. He's right? like a tequila expert. And I was like <laughs> I was like, how much you know about this? He's like, well I've tried about like, you know, Thirty hundred and fifty bottles of tequila. Wow! Like, so of course, I made like the typical comments, like "Oh, in one night." <laughs> <laughs> wah, wah. <laughs> so, um, so basically, here's two things that he said. If you're going to do tequila, you got to look for two things. You got to look for um, it's got to say a hundred percent agave because if it's not, in order to be classified as tequila, um, you only have to be fifty-one percent agave. And the rest of the fifty, like forty nine percent, is sugar, oh. uh, which is terrible for your body as you're drinking the alcohol. Um, so that's number one. Yeah, you that's look for a highway to look for a hundred percent agave. And then the second thing is it's gotta say made in Mexico. If it's not made, if it doesn't say made in Mexico, it's not tequila. Really? I think that's just kind of like you know, kind of like that the whole like bourbon whiskey type mm-hmm, of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's that's what he said. So um, I have this stuff called El Padrino, which I've been sipping on all day long <laughs> <laughs> and been dancing on the table. Um, no, it's um. So I've been trying to get in some of the healthier alcohols too. Okay. But I'm not like, I'm not drinking the whole bottle every night. You know, say having a sip. Oh, that's pretty good. You know, getting a palate for uh-huh. it. So it's a lot better than your story about trying to be healthy with alcohol and the yogurt the yogurt when you were eating the yogurt in between beers 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a what, great story. Oh, that's when Share I, that story, yeah, please. Yeah, no. It's, 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 <laughs> sure. Um, so I was reading. Uh, there was... This is a long story. I'll get into it, though. Um, there was a, uh, a guy that used to work for, I think, Sam Adams. With the beer company. Sam Adams Beer Company. And he goes to all these beer tastings and like these big conferences and stuff like that. And so he'll drink these beers and taste them and everything. And he... It, you're drinking a lot of alcohol, so a lot of people get loopy and can get drunk. So, one of the, I, forget, I think it was maybe GQ or somebody actually had an interview with them, and they were talking about beers and stuff like that. But this was like the big question. He didn't think it was a big question, but it turned out to be this really cool question. He said, "If you're when you're tasting all these things, how do you not get drunk? Like, how are you like able to do these often?" He said, "Here's my secret. I actually take um, yeast, like baker's yeast, like Fleischmann's yeast, and what he'll do, and I forget the amounts, and what he'll do is he'll take like he put like." For every drink that he's gonna have, he does like a spoon, um, a spoonful of yeast in yogurt. So if he knows he's gonna have six beers, he has to do it like I think he said he's got to do it thirty minutes or an hour beforehand. He'll take six t- um, teaspoons or tablespoons, whatever it was. I'm not advising anybody to do this, right? You know, this is you know, complete you know disclaimer. Um, puts them in yogurt and then eats them. And then actually, there's a there's a reaction between the yeast and the alcohols that come in, which actually he does not get as drunk right you still feel a little bit of effects of it and of course you know don't drink and drive etc disclaimer so i tried that i tried like we were actually going to go out somewhere with some friends and i was like oh my buddies are going to try and get me to drink you know a couple more beers than i'm used to so i tried the the fleischmann's yeast um i was <laughs> i had like a mouthful of like yogurt and i yeast remember you and telling a belly me this. full of like <laughs> yeast and it was like i will say that i did not feel like I felt like a little buzzed after like beers and stuff like that, but not like crazy. And so it did help, but like I was so stuffed. I feel like I had like a, you know, a whole like loaf of bread in my stomach. So I don't think it's good from a health standpoint, but it was just kind of a cool story that, that what I did. Um, so let's go into our contest winners That's from, right. last, from last week. So last week we asked everybody out there if you wanted to win a Vitamix, which yes, the exact same Vitamix that we all hear and that we all see. Yeah. That Vitamix, we were going to give one lucky person a Vitamix. And there's right. That's the background music. Yeah, I don't know how to do like the drum roll with the uh, <laughs> um, with the ukulele, but so we got a ton of submissions, and everybody, you know, just so you guys know, we do go through. I read every single person's email, so lots and lots of emails, and people submitted some great ideas for topics. Hopefully, some of you out there probably realized that we've been talking about some of your topics, yeah. and you know, we. We do pick our winners, you know, based on a couple criteria. Did you answer both of our questions? One was to submit a topic you want to hear. And the second question was, do you want us to keep the podcast health related only? Or do you want us to talk about other topics as well? And so we kind of found this great balance that we're going to do, which is we are going to talk about other topics, but we're always going to figure out a way to keep it health or wellness or lifestyle related. And we never, we never, we're going to go completely Mm non-health. We're always going to talk about health, but it's going to be kind of like a little 50, 50, 60, 40, maybe 70, 30 blend. (laughs) Something like that. We'll just see how it goes on the day. So we do appreciate every single person. And there were a lot of you that wrote in for the Vitamix. And And so the winner is Mr. Stephen Brown. All right. Congratulations, Stephen. We will be reaching out to you directly to get your mailing address and we're going to ship you a Vitamix. Yes. So now I know some of you are probably very disappointed that you did not win a Vitamix and we understand that. So we want to give another person an opportunity to win something. So as we mentioned earlier in this podcast, we are going to be giving one lucky person, a man or a woman, we're going to pick them at random. A Cuisinart stand mixer. Oh, yeah. I had a Cuisinart stand mixer. It is serious. It is really awesome. This is something that 
if you love to cook, if you love to bake, it is one of those things that's really going to be a game changer for you in the kitchen because sometimes you really can't make certain desserts and whip it by hand. You know, whip, you know, the ingredients Healthy by desserts. Hand. Health, of course, healthy uh. desserts. But you really, you need a stand mixer for a lot of things. And it's cool because these stand mixers, you can actually purchase later on different attachments to it. Yep. And so you can, you know, make your own pasta. You can do all sorts of things with yeah. it. So we are going to give somebody a... Make qu- your own meringue. Ooh, that sounds fancy. <laughs> we are going to give somebody a Cuisinart stand mixer. So The color of your choice, too. He, that's right. So here's what you have to do. You have to email podcast at thealternativedaily.com. Now, the subject line this time, the subject line, you just have to put in it whatever your favorite baked or healthy dessert is. Yeah. So if I were writing in, I would email podcast at thealternativedaily.com. And the subject line for me would be carrot cake. Carrot cake? Mm-hmm. Can you make that with a... Um, Stand queen? mixer? Yeah. I'm sure because you have to mix everything up sure. to make the actual cake. If Jake was writing into podcast That's at thealternativedaily.com, right. his subject line would be... No bake brownies. But you could still use it because you just don't have to put it in the oven. That's right. Uh, no bake brownies are actually really good. Um, it's... You use... Um, I All organic ingredients is what I use. Um, but <laughs> cocoa... Um, it's like oatmeal mm-hmm. and peanut butter. That sounds delicious. Oh my God. And very easy. And you could use your stand mixer for mixing yeah, all that. Awesome. Up. It's yeah, it's excellent. So once you email podcast at the alternative daily.com and your subject line can be whatever you want to be, as long as it is your favorite healthy dessert or baked good. So it could be cookies, brownies, carrot yep. cake, anything you want. You have to do two things in the email. And here's the thing. You have to do both of these things because a lot of people wrote in and they forgot one or two and then we just can't count it because these are the rules. The first thing is we want you to submit a topic that you're interested in hearing us potentially talk about on a future podcast because we do want to give you Oh, we read every single one of these. We either talk about it either on the podcast or on the website. Mm -hmm. So So we do want to, you know, get your guys' input on what you want to hear more about. So one, any sort of topic at all that you want to hear about, health-related or otherwise. And the second thing that you have to do is you have to tell us something that you enjoy about these podcasts. Have yeah. you learned something? We want to pat on the back. That's right. We want to feel good about ourselves. Have you learned something from listening to one of our podcasts? Do you like them? What do you love? Anything at all that you want to let us know about the podcast. Maybe we talked about something in a previous podcast that you didn't know about. It's not going to be something like I'm going to read every single person and then decide that they complimented us the best so therefore they win. Because right. as long as you guys do both things, give us a topic that you want us to discuss and tell us something that you enjoy or something you've learned about the podcast, you're going to be entered and then we will pick at random. So don't feel like you're going to need to, you know, wax poetic about how great I am. Wax poetic. I like that. Or you can about the um, ukulele playing. That's right. Somebody, a couple of people did write in that they really liked your ukulele. Yeah. That's why we've already, he won't put it down now. (laughs) So podcast at the alternative daily.com subject line is whatever your favorite baked good is. And you know what? Even if it's not healthy, it's fine. Yeah, of course. It's okay. Be honest. You know, just like eating marshmallows, just like, just like marshmallows. That's what it is. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Whatever your favorite dessert is. And then the two things that you have to do inside the email are one, give us a topic you'd like us to discuss or something you're interested in learning more about either on the podcast or or on the website. And the second thing is tell us something that you've learned or something that you love about our podcast. Because this is already episode number nine. Oh, yeah. We're almost in double digits. That's it. It's a big deal. Um, so that winner will be announced next week. And again, the winner of the Vitamix. Congratulations to Stephen Brown. Stephen Brown. We will be reaching out to you directly. Absolutely. So we're going to move on to something that... Yeah, this is, um, this is something I you, wanted, really you wanted to talk about, about. And actually, this was... 
one of the probably the most popular things people wanted to talk Multiple about. Multiple people yeah. wrote in about this topic. And you know what's crazy is, all right, I'll set it up for you. Set so it up. last week I was out with my friends on a sailboat. And I hadn't seen one of my, I know, I just had to drop that in there. But it was a little Hobie cat. It was fun. And one of my friends who I hadn't seen in a long time, he, we work in television together and he now lives in New York and he wanted to write, he's really into documentary filmmaking and all of that. And he said, he goes, you know, he was talking to one of our other friends that was there. The two of them, you know, are directors and writer producers. And he said, he goes, you know, we really should do a documentary on those doctor deaths. And I said, what are you talking about? And he said, see, nobody in mainstream news is reporting on this. And he sort of gave me a breakdown of these mysterious deaths that have actually been surrounding all of these holistic health doctors in the Southeast area, predominantly in Florida. Yeah. Interestingly enough, I have not heard about this on the news at all. Multiple people, multiple people like you guys and gals out there that are listening to this right now wrote in about this topic. And I just find that fascinating. So we wanted to explore it a little bit more. So to give everybody out there a little bit of background in the past two months or so, five natural health doctors have either mysteriously died or been intentionally killed and about four or five others have gone missing under unexplained circumstances. And this all actually began on June 19th when Dr. Jeff Bradstreet, who was a renowned autism researcher in Florida, he was found with a gunshot wound to his chest. And what's interesting is that just a few days before he died, the FDA had actually raided his offices. Now, people were ruling this as a suicide, right. but a lot of people are saying... Uh, it might be kind of suspicious. Okay, so so that was just one, right? That was so, just one. So okay, he was so just he could, one. It could be, you know. Exactly. But then what happened was two days later, Dr. Nicholas Gonzalez died of a heart attack. Now, again, maybe something that just happens. People drop dead, unfortunately, all the time. He was a very, very healthy person, though. And some people are saying, you know, it could be a little bit odd. Now, after that, there have been a number of other deaths. There was Dr. Baron Holt uh, was found dead. He died unexpectedly while on a trip with his family. He was 33 years old, had few health issues, but nothing that was life-threatening. And these were all happening in the same region. Then July 1st, there was Dr. Lisa Riley. She was actually, this was in Georgia, she was actually found murdered in her home. Terrible, terrible. And then another doctor was actually found brutally murdered in her home. And she was actually known as, quote, the Mother Teresa of South Florida. And she was really brutally murdered. So there have been all these deaths, all these things surrounding these holistic doctors in the yeah. same region. And people are starting to wonder, you know, what's going on. Now, sometimes it, it could just be coincidence. But as it turns out, two of these doctors, Dr. Bradstreet and Dr. Nicholas Gonzalez, were both alternative doctors. Bradstreet was an alternative autism doctor and Gonzalez was an alternative cancer doctor. And what's interesting is they were both known for their research on, and I'm going to try and pronounce this as best as I can, globulin component macrophage activating factor. Now that's GCMAF. Now this is not a drug. This is a natural substance that's produced in the body. And it actually is also created in labs and stuff 
in Europe and Bradstreet and Gonzalez were two doctors that were both using it on their patients, one for autism and one for their cancer patients. And what's interesting is that they both recently spoke at this conference and were both talking about GCMAF and the benefits of how these this naturally occurring thing that can be injected into people have been helping cancer people and people with autism. So a lot of people wow. are saying, is yeah. there a conspiracy? Uh, is it big pharma behind it? You know, because some of these things, it's just looking a little bit suspicious, right? Sure. It looks, it looks really suspicious, right? You got to be careful with how you point fingers. Exactly. Exactly. It could be anything. Um, I was aware of this, like, um, you know, we, we, when you said it, I told you, I was like, I know nothing about it, but of course I do. Um, it's funny, <laughs> my, um, it was about like a month or two ago, I think it was my dad or somebody had sent me an email saying, hey, this is going on, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm worried. And then even Gina sent, my wife sent me something, she said, oh, look what's going on, you know, you know, be careful type of deal, right? Yeah. Because we are like an alternative health type of website. So it's definitely on my radar, right? Um, it's, it's it, one thing we're not, at the alternative daily is conspiracy. Like, no, it's, no. I don't want to say, cause there's nothing wrong with conspiracy theorists. Cause it's actually thinking outside the box. I, I like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, you know, we don't run stories based off conspiracies, you know, cause we are literally just all about fact there. Um, but it is, co- you know, there's definitely, it's a coincidence, right? Or, it, you know, or is it right? And so it's definitely suspicious that all of these are happening. The thing, like I get like in life, things happen and think you know there's a lot of random stuff that happens in life so could it just be completely random to these five doctors yes but the weirdest thing about that whole thing is that the two doctors that mm-hmm. spoke at the same conference you know and we're looking at kind of the same thing are no longer with us so it's it's definitely it's definitely interesting um i don't know are you seem to be more the expert on this than i am um are they looking into that is are there any authorities looking into that or is it just more of like a you know a crowdsource thing of like hey this is what's going on i mean well the thing that's interesting is because this really hasn't hit mainstream news at all it doesn't really seem to be something that people are really investigating people are talking right. about even when i did some research on this and looked up websites you like know the with fam- these what, news did, did articles they, was anything from the family did the family well say the anything? families well the 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 guy that died of the gunshot wound to the chest they were saying you know he would never commit suicide you know i mean yeah. again at, you know as i recently learned with you know losing somebody not in that sort of way but you know when when something bad happens you know we always as people are trying to find reason we feel like there has to be an answer to something especially when something happens that it just seems so unbelievable so you know um, the you know the the other doctor that died um dr gonzalez you know they were saying you know he it was a heart attack but he was a completely healthy person lots of healthy people sometimes something happens to their heart so it's it's one of those things that nobody's really sure about. But it's not, but you're but it's something people should be talking about, right? Exactly, and it's yeah. interesting. And so that's sort of you know when when we had everybody write in to our podcast, all of you. It was you, a very popular topic. It was a very popular topic, and you know a lot of you out also out there that said you know you want us to to cover news or alternative news. This was something that sort of popped up that we thought, okay, this is kind of that great thing that nobody's talking about. Now Jake and I are not investigative journalists. We are not conspiracy theorists, so we are only just delivering the news. But it seems interesting that two different doctors right. working with the same compound on two completely different things, right. autism and cancer, would find that this compound actually might help and could yeah. potentially cure or, you know, help with symptoms of autism and cancer. And yet then they both die 
within two days yeah. of each other. It's a little sketchy. I mean, it's one of those things that if we were watching a movie, we'd be like, oh, okay, there's a big conspiracy yeah. theory. So I think that maybe even in our culture and our society today. Life is not a movie. Right. We're almost yeah. like drawn to wanting to say, oh, there's got to yeah. be a link between things. I think I think the best thing to do is just talk about it. Because this reminds me of just the, um, we talked about this two boys that went missing yep. um, in Jupiter. And unfortunately, they haven't found them after about two weeks now. Um, but the big thing was is, everybody started talking about it and there wasn't much that people could do like people mm -hmm. in Idaho couldn't do things about it people in Texas but they just started talking about it and so here's kind of the cool thing that actually happened was it started like a Facebook group and the Facebook group you know started you know zero then mm -hmm. it was like 10,000 then 20,000 then 30,000 then it grew, went, grew over to 100,000 and then it's like right now it's something crazy like you know 300 or 400,000 maybe it's even 500,000 now that's 500,000 people that are talking about it meaning they're just not signing up they're, these people are saying what's going on here now 99% of them are also are conspiracy theorists and they're not actually helping the situation. But just by talking about it, you know, it got people, this is really cool. It got people like um, John Travolta mm -hmm. who actually um, donated some of, you know, I don't know if he's got multiple planes and I don't know if he actually donated them, but basically used his time and efforts and planes to go extend the search since the Coast Guard pulled it off. So my whole, my whole kind of, you know, parallel here is that by getting people to talk about it, mm -hmm. you know, hopefully it, you know, brings out a truth or it helps, helps bring out more light to the issue. Now it could, if it swings the other, if it's pure happenstance, okay. But it's just, I think it just does, definitely does need to be talked about. So. And um, we'll keep an eye on it. I'm absolutely. interested in it anyway. So I want to keep talking about that. So thank you for, thank you guys for asking about that and um you know we can have we can cover heavy stuff like that it's cool uh, and now another another topic yeah completely different i actually again this was another one i wanted to talk about netflix the company that has made it even harder for all of us to get off of our couch right <laughs> i am a big netflix i know you're not really you don't, don't really watch i don't, a lot I don't of watch TV any movies. movies or tv i, I still love... go to blockbuster <laughs> and get a vhs <laughs> you're the only one i love my remember, netflix. When, remember when blockbuster had like <laughs> remember when you'd have to like rewind it and no. you didn't even have the remember rewind the, there the was VCR? a back room at blockbuster <laughs> Yeah, that was like that's where they had all the porn was back there, <laughs> and you're like, you're like 16, like oh my god, look at that guy going back there. That's so weird. <laughs> you just that, did he, the kids these days aren't going to have that kind of like kids these days will never know about checking out. Never a know about that creepy guy that's going into that back room. <laughs> but it's so fun. Do you remember that there was like yes, a back of course, room. and you would like see somebody it, going. It was in there. never marked with like adults only. It was just like a door. A oh, door open. you'd open, and it was like all like colorful in there. See, whatever. So it's all black lights in yeah, there. Yeah. So poor, poor blockbuster. <laughs> So Netflix, many <laughs> can blame Netflix for being the death of Blockbuster. I love Netflix. I love to watch different shows. I think Netflix is just great. So Netflix recently announced the other day, they announced actually today is Thursday. They announced this on Tuesday that they will allow their employees to take unlimited maternity or paternity leave during the first year after their child's birth or adoption while earning their normal pay. Now, of course, I'm sure many of you listening out there might have children. I do not. Jake has a daughter. I'm, and again, many of our listeners out there are parents. So I don't know what the maternity paternity leave was for you when you had a child. But I can, as a new person, thinking that one day I will have a child of my own or children of my own. This is pretty amazing, especially since I do have friends that have recently had children in the past two years or so. And they've had to go back to work yeah. after two, three months. And, you know, it seems at first, wow, you know, you get three, three months off. But as I'm sure you can attest to or speak more on, there's a lot that goes on after even those three months. Oh, so man. it's kind of incredible that a company of this size and this scale would be saying for the first year, you can have paid maternity now, is or it, paternity. Is it, is, so when we say paternity, are we talking about... The father. 
Yeah, okay. So cool. you would be able, if you worked for Netflix and Gina had Noah, you would be able to take unlimited time off up to a year while oh. still maintaining your same pay. Gotcha. Now, it's pretty interesting. Of course, there's always going to be criticism or there's always going to be somebody out there or something out there that makes you think maybe in the other way. So I found this interesting article on Time, you know, the magazine, the news outlet. I found this on their website and they actually said, this was the title of the article, was Netflix's new parental policy could make things worse. And what they were saying was, and they're not saying it's a bad thing. They're just saying something to think about. One of the things that they were saying was, you know, first offering this unlimited leave in the first year to new moms and dads means the remaining employees who don't fit the bill, they'll have to pick up the slack. Right. So this could turn to, you know, strains among coworkers, make it less effective in the workplace. Then, and this is maybe something that you can speak more about. They were saying it isn't fair to babies by encouraging mothers or fathers who are still the primary parent at home to bond with their baby for a long period of time with the expectation that they'll return to work means the baby will become even more attached to the parent and then separation will become even more intolerable. That's bullshit. You think so? Yes, 100%. Okay. Why do you say that? So the first one I kind of agree with, right? So if if somebody's working and then they... Then they're not there. And then like, you know, this, you know, all the responsibility falls because they wouldn't be able to hire a new person. Netflix is a big company, right? Mm -hmm. So they have a lot of people working for them. So you imagine that they could spread some of that stuff out. That part though, I get where like if, if I'm in a department where it's just like me and another person and we have a manager and that person leaves now and it's like, now I got to do all that work and stuff like that. They probably would hire another person, but they're, you know, hoping that their profits and end over Mm -hmm. and increase so that they can do it. Um, that part I kind of like understand, um, and however, the second part I think is, I don't know who wrote that article. Um, children need to bond with their parents. Right. right. And so by saying that it could actually hurt the baby by having the parent bond with them for a first year and then having to get ripped away or whatever, they're not getting ripped away. And it's only going to help the baby, right? So it's also encouraging uh, breastfeeding too in, in any other way because now the person's at home and now that person's at home and can breastfeed and, can't, and doesn't necessarily have to pump. By the way, Pumping is, I've never pumped, um, but I've been around. I've been the around it with my I've best friend. I've cleaned the pump. Pumping sucks. Like yeah. any mother will tell you, it just sucks. So um, so it, actually, you know, it can just help them to actually just breastfeed. Now, again, the, may, people may have to pump, and this is not about pumping. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying it actually helps you not have to pump because I remember Gina pumping as she was driving down the road because she needed to get <laughs> some out. So this actually encourages um, breastfeeding in my eyes. Um, kids need to be with their parents. You know, it, you, this is just literally a human being that was just born. Um, I'm sorry if, you know, kids need to be attached. And uh, it's, if, if you're going to just basically have the baby and then throw them into like a babysitter, you know, from day two, it's, you need to spend time with your child. Um, so um, the alternative daily, we actually have um, an unlimited vacation policy. And with that goes obviously unlimited paternity and maternity. Um, so it's, I, I think it's, I think it's really cool. Um, there's definitely downsides. Like, you know, things are never black and white. Um, I was actually just reading an article yesterday about, did you hear about the um, <clears throat> the CEO who gave everybody the minimum wage? Was Raised 70, it to $70,000. $70, and now the company is in terrible, terrible trouble. Well, yeah, but, this is after the first couple months after it. So you do a big shakeup like that. Something's going to happen. Um, some of the downsides, however, that have happened have been, what about the people that were making, you know, $85,000 that were managers. And now they have people that, you know, you know, we're just like, 
Associates, entry level, yeah. entry level, who are making maybe thirty now are making seventy, and it just kind of um, th- there's all different aspects of it. There's all different different things to consider there, um, but there's definitely downsides. You see what's happening. I think the guy will weather the storm. I don't. I think it's really kind of cool, um, but it's just kind of all to see how it happens throughout. Um, a longer period of time. You can't just kind of take a quick snapshot. But for something like this, or like for paternity and maternity leave, I think kids need to just be with their parents and be with, you know, or be with somebody, you know, close with the family. Um, the whole, like, that just really bothered me about the whole, you know, they're going to have to spend, you know, with, spend time with their child for a year and then, you know, then they have to go away and that's attachment. They're going to have attachment issues. No, it's, I don't think it's going to be like that at all. Um, I think it's interesting because what I'm, I'm glad that you said that because I was thinking, oh, with a company like Netflix, of course, you know, maybe they could hire somebody else on. It wouldn't be as big of a deal. Right. But even here, the fact that you're saying there's unlimited maternity or paternity leave. Yeah, we're small. Right, uh, exactly. You're a small company, so that responsibility might fall to somebody else or you might have to yeah. do that. Because I was thinking, wow, you know, well, of course, Netflix could do it, but could the mom and pop business hire somebody else while still giving that yeah, you, person I mean, on leave the same salary? You do it so like... I'm just kind of giving a background scenes to just running a business. I have people that I know that I 100% trust that I know that aren't just doing anything just to screw me. I know that they mm-hmm. are, they're hard workers. They're great people. They're great family members. So I almost kind of, like, I trust them. Now, when you have a bigger company like Netflix and stuff and you have some, you know, some people who are just starting out of college and, or you just, I'm not saying people out of college have babies and stuff like that, but you, with a bigger company, it's tougher. However, it's also easier because you can just hire another person, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so with, with a smaller company, especially this guy who did the $70,000 minimum wage, you got to be very careful and very dialed in when you have a, a small business. And so, um, you know, my, my, my staff, my employees, or I 100% trust all of them. Um, so it's, you just kind of, it's that kind of like give and take. You got to have that mutual respect and they love it. You know what? And, you know, none of them really true, like disappear for like a year and be like, oh, this is a great vacation. You know what? We have like a heads up type of thing. But um, it's, it's good. I, I, my big thing, like when I was working at a job, I just hated the fact that like, Somebody told me you're you can take off two weeks this year, and I hated that. And so when I knew that when I was going to start a company, I knew that it's going to be up, you know, because when I like one job was like two weeks vacation, the other one was like four. I'm like, oh my god, I got four. I, people need to. Have, I don't think they should be constrained in that way, you know. And it's definitely good for productivity. It's definitely good for your business. When I went away for vacation for a week, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I came back reinvigorated, ready to do it. So. Um, I, I, I praise Netflix for it. Um, I don't think anything bad is going to come no. of it. And especially just with, I mean, we're not even talking about vacation. We're talking about paternity, maternity. It's not like these, it's not like these parents are now just going to go to Tahiti. For, yeah, of for course. Their uh, lives have maybe changed. Maybe they will. But they're, they're not going to go to, you know, it, it's, they need to, having a child is a big deal. And then if you can actually get paid while you are actually, you know, caring for your human Doing being. Doing the best, biggest job of your life. Absolutely. Essentially. I, I think it's awesome. So, um, the Bravo, atta- Netflix. Yeah. And time, shame on you for that bad <laughs> number two one. Um, but yeah. So All right. It. Well, that's going to do it for us today. Yeah. Just a quick reminder. Email us, podcast yeah. at the alternative. You have to do almost daily. like three com. things you have to do. Yeah, there's a few things you have to do. So well, yeah, us. but you're going to win a Cuisinart stand mixer, so you might as well. Oh, and just a reminder, remember to say please and thank you in your emails. Come on now, people. We're giving, Jake is going out of his way you to say hi, too. Yeah, Jake is going out of his way to get really, Megan really, reads these, too, so make sure you guys I say do hi read them, and I'm the please police. But Jake is going out of his way to get some pretty amazing prizes because we're so grateful that you guys are listening to us. So please remember to be grateful. Manners count. So email podcast at the alternative daily.com. The subject line can be 
anything that you want as long as it's your favorite dessert or baked good. So mine would be carrot cake. Jake's would be? No baked brownies. And then in the email, number one, tell us a, po- a podcast topic or a topic for the website you would like us to explore. It can be anything you want. And the second thing is tell us something that you've learned or something that you love about listening to Jake and I. Yeah. Ukulele <laughs> pa- playing. We'll the ukulele. You. Oh, the yeah. uke is going to be really popular. It's just going to be Jake and the uke next week. <laughs> Um, Megan, where else can they find us? You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Pinterest, all at The Alternative Daily. You can listen to our podcast at soundcloud.com. You can download us at iTunes. Just search The Alternative Daily. And, of course, we are available www.thealternativedaily.com. Awesome. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Well, thank you, guys. And um, we will speak with you next week. Next week. And Ralph's going to be in town. Ralph, maybe we'll have him Maybe we'll have him have a cameo. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> awesome, right. everybody. Thank you, guys very much. Bye, everyone.